Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all had a blessed day and a awesome weekend. Uh, hope the, you guys heard the Hagman show on Friday, had a really good show, really went into detail on a lot of stuff on why it's so important that everybody really starts coming together, supporting one another, and standing our ground with everything that's happening right now. And speaking of that as well, I was very pleased to see the end of last week, the Florida Senate in the Tallahassee, they passed the anti-riot bill that basically has been going back and forth. And it looks like Governor DeSantis down here in Florida will be signing that immediately this week. And essentially what this does is this stops the ridiculous allowing of groups to come together and tear down monuments, so-called legally, and it basically makes it a felony to go in and start defacing public property, private property, federal property, and messing up monuments. But one of the biggest things it does, and this is obviously during you know riots or whatever, but regardless, it still shouldn't be even acceptable to be tearing down monuments because you're mad about something. That's not what you have in a civilized society. It doesn't you know, make change. simply just makes everybody realize that you're an idiot and you act like a child when you don't get your way. But one thing that did is it makes it a third-degree felony to obstruct traffic during an unpermitted protest or riot, and it also establishes that a driver is not liable for injury or death caused if fleeing for safety from a mob in their vehicle. Now, this is a huge factor of this, and this has been controversial, but I'm really glad this passed, and I'll tell you why. I've talked to a lot of law enforcement officers and a lot of people that have been involved and seen stuff like this. Currently, because you're in a vehicle, or this is you know prior to this bill, if you're in a vehicle and somebody basically tries to block you from trying to drive freely, unmolested on your way, they are technically a pedestrian. And because you're in a vehicle, you're in you know, a motor vehicle, you have more weight, you have a deadly weapon, so to speak. And so if they try to stop you from driving, legally, you can't just run somebody over that's trying to basically block you from driving. Well, what a lot of these terroristic groups like Antifa and so forth have found is that they can go in the middle of the road with two, 3,000 people, completely and totally stop traffic and the flow of everything, and then they can start breaking in windows and dragging people out of their vehicles and beating them unconscious and some people getting killed. And pretty much we've seen in some states where families have tried to elude these angry mobs trying to break into their vehicle, and they've hit a few of these mobsters while they were trying to do so. And then all of a sudden the cops get called, their tag gets reported, they get charged with felony hit and run. And you go, well, that's not right. No, you're absolutely right. That's not right. If you're in your car with your family and you're trying to travel freely on your way and you happen to run up on one of these violent mobs that are rioting, you should have the right to be able to flee legally. Now, it doesn't mean you should just be able to drive around town all day and somebody's protesting. You can just drive through a protesting crowd because you don't like what they're protesting. That's not what this does. But, of course, that's what the media has tried to portray it. I looked at almost every single mainstream media outlet, and they absolutely hammered this bill, called it controversial, called it unneeded. Basically, it's called it racist in some cases, racist, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But, again, this is what we're seeing happen because, remember, the CIA 
pretty much controls the media. They are like the kingsmen of psychological warfare, and this is what they're trying to do. Anytime something happens down here in Florida, we pretty much get eviscerated for it in the mainstream press, even though in most cases it's for the better of our state. So glad to see this bill coming together. DeSantis should be signing it this week. And again, this isn't encouraging people to run around and run people over because that's still illegal. But what it does allow you to do is it gives you some aspect of legal immunity if you're trying to flee for you and your family's life in your motor vehicle while you have a massive, angry, violent mob blocking you from being able to safely travel on your way. So glad to see this. What do you think about that, Deb? Well, Austin, people need to realize this is just in Florida. I'm just going to let you guys – this is not nationwide because this podcast goes global. Right. A lot of states still do exactly what you said. If you bump into somebody trying to block you, you're going to get charged with a felony hit and run if you leave the scene. This is what's going to happen. And I'm going to say one other thing, too, as a word of caution to people who live in Florida. If you decide that there's a bunch of people on the road and you're driving at 50 miles an hour – and you decide that you're not going to stop and you're going to do a bunch of bug splats and have all these people get killed as you run through 500 people, your car will do that. I mean, if you give it the gas and you push it and whatever, it's going to go through everybody. Uh, your car will be definitely damaged and dented up and blood all over it and there will be a bunch of dead bodies behind you. But if you think you're going to do that and walk away from that and not get charged with that, if you couldn't go another direction – Think about what I'm saying for a second. If you run into a mob like this on the road, just make a U-turn. There you go. Just turn down one of the side streets and go the other way. Do everything you can to avoid this. What this law is being put into place for is that if you get stopped by a mob or you get caught by a mob and they decide they're going to rape you or kill you, that you have the right at that point to defend yourself by leaving the scene and basically giving your car or truck gas and just getting out of there. It doesn't give you the right just to hit a bunch of protesters. Okay. Perfect example. My sister, well, gosh, it's 40 years ago. Her and her husband had left a play up in Boston, and they basically were stopped. I mean, these whole gang, they went through a bad area of Boston, which they shouldn't have gone through late at night, and they ended up basically getting stopped. A whole bunch of guys ran out in front of them, stopped them. The driver couldn't do anything. I'm not going to use any names here. And what ended up happening is before it was over with, they tore the door, the driver's door off the car. He got stabbed twice. My daughter, my sister was dragged out of the car. They were going to basically have their way with her. She invoked the name of Jesus. She said, you can't do this to me. I'm a Christian. They put her back in the car. They ended up in the hospital, thousands of dollars in fees as far as from the emergency room, stitching bill up and everything else. And what ended up happening is this. Nothing ever happened to the guys who did this to them. Nothing. They were never charged with anything. What this bill in Florida now does, if that happens to you and you have to get away, you can get away. Because quite frankly, if I'm in my Silverado that weighs almost 9,000 pounds, a big old diesel Silverado, and a bunch of pedestrians try to stop my truck with guns and knives and whatever, uh, they can't stop that vehicle. It's impossible. They can't, they can't physically do it. And that's the thing that always is so, it's funny to me. I, I see this and I, I get so, I get so, just just disgusted by this you know certain types of people have a tendency to step out on the road you know they won't even be in a crosswalk and they walk real slow real slow like they're blithering morons they're going to show you that you're going to be forced to stop for them i've seen it 
hundreds of times, thousands of times. And so you stop and you wait for them to go by and then they, they scream and cuss at you and they flip you off and everything else. And you're like, okay, whatever. But the reality is, is that those types of people are the same ones that go out into these mobs and they basically riot and they come kill to rob, steal, kill and steal and destroy. Uh, this weekend, I had a really good friend of mine who's, who worked out with me here for many years at the house. He came over and we talked for a little while and he's a black gentleman. He's a really nice guy. He's a pastor. And he ended up basically sitting here and talking to me about the coronavirus vaccine. He wanted to know what really was going on. And I told him now there's close to 7,000 dead in Europe. And I showed him all the numbers, all the statistics, and the real numbers. And he goes, this is genocide, Ted. I said, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. They're using this vaccine because they've got to cull the herd. They've got to cut people out of the society. They don't want us here anymore. There's too many of us. They, we, you know, Henry, Henry Kissinger, that globalist, calls us all useless eaters. And what we have to understand is that these people want to control us and they want to go back on what's called, you know, a feudal system. They don't like the United States for the main reason of our pesky constitution. When we basically had unalienable rights, we became as King George was. We became basically a sovereign citizen in which we could do whatever we wanted to do, which had really been unheard of before on the whole planet as far as what we have in our constitution in the United States. And it was a great experiment. And they had to come in and find a way to shut it down. Now, I'm going to tell you how they did that in just a second. But remember, you know, years ago, back in the 80s and the 90s, I was able to do just unfettered amounts of radio and TV as far as a guest. I remember back in the 90s, sometimes I would do up to 40 talk shows a week. I kid you not, on mainstream stations. I mean, big, big stations. I remember I was on with Kathy Fountain one time, a really nice lady here in Central Florida, and, and we basically had a 37% market share of the multiple, of, I think, 18 Tampa Bay counties that they broadcast into, and we talked about the top 10 foods never to eat. And then about six months later, they called me back because they had such a huge market share on the show. They wanted me to do another broadcast. But then they told me I couldn't mention aspartame, you know, couldn't do, talk about aspartame because of diet sodas because they had been contacted by their – advertisers, so they were going to pull the advertising funds if I came back on the air. Now, this just didn't happen to me. It happened to a lot of other people that were health professionals who were talking about alternative ways to lower blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, and blood sugar, and why so many people were sick. And so in the mid-'90s, Bill Clinton basically deregulated the radio and entertainment, quote-unquote, TV, radio industry and allowed groups of investing investors to come in and buy up the entire market. In other words, one conglomerate would come up and buy pretty much every single radio station or every single TV station in an area and basically control the news. Now, originally, when radio became a thing after Tesla invented it, it wasn't Marconi, by the way, it was Tesla. They said that they had to allow, they couldn't allow one station to be owned by more than, you know, one group of people because they didn't want to have the news censored and only allow slanted information to go out. Well, that changed under Bill Clinton because remember the Bill Clinton Foundation with Hillary is one of the largest foundations in the world and it basically controls a lot of stuff, including child trafficking and a whole bunch of other things. That's why Hillary Clinton is never touched. Because she has too much, how should I say, info on everybody, and she's too valuable, and that foundation is too valuable. That's why he can do whatever he wants to do to whoever he wants to do it to. She can, too. Remember, she's a high-level witch. She's a Kabbalist witch. And so she used to go back to her witch's coven. Okay, I'm not making this stuff up. When she was in the White House and when they were in the governor's mansion in Arkansas, 
And if you watch that movie, American Made with Tom Cruise, it shows how Clinton was directly involved in MENA, Arkansas, and the trafficking of drugs. All of this stuff is all tied together. You know, now Joe Biden says that he's going to be pulling all of the troops out of Afghanistan, but they're going to allow private contractors to stay there. And they may allow some special forces to stay there, and they have to stay there for what? To watch the poppy fields for the $1.5 to $2.5 trillion worth of heroin that's being produced every single year in Afghanistan. But we're not allowed to talk about that either. And so what ended up happening is then the TV, the Christian TV, was taken over by the institutional investors to promote Zionism. You guys have heard me talk about this over and over and over again. So then if you came in and said something against Zionism, you were no longer invited back on Christian TV. Now, that's happened to me also. <laughs> okay, all of this stuff is just what it is. And then we were given the Schofield Bible lie by Darby about how Israel was going to be such a big factor in the end times and how we had to support Israel regardless how much Palestinian blood was on their hands, regardless that it's the largest homosexual destination in the world, number one homosexual destination in the world, regardless of all the stuff they believe that Jesus Christ is a demon-possessed sorcerer and the Mary, Virgin Mary was a whore according to their own scripture, their own Talmud, we have to still support them and basically pray for them and give them money. All of this stuff was promoted by Samuel Untermeyer you know, over 100 years ago when he blackmailed Woodrow Wilson and brought Brandish into the Supreme Court, which got us into World War One, which got us the Balfour Declaration, which got us the country of Israel back in 47 after World War Two, on and on and on and on. And, of course, Israel being the home of the Costa Nostra, where they cannot be extradited for any crime that they commit against humanity. All of this stuff is happening right now. And I always tell you guys, I always say, look, you have to understand that the majority of the corporations in the United States are controlled and in the world are controlled by the same banking cartels and investment houses. And we need to understand this in detail because I'm going to, so I'm going to cover a little bit of that today with you. You know, here's what we've, though, almost all of the major corporations own each other. I've talked to you about that, about, you know, corporate locking directorships, buying competing brands, all the different groups control just by a few people. They're mainly investment comes, funds, insurance company, banks, and in some cases even governments. Here's how it works. The smaller investors are larger, owned by the larger investors, kind of like a pyramid. They are owned by even big investor, bigger investors. The visible top of this pyramid shows only two companies, two companies, guys, who names we've often seen. They are Vanguard and BlackRock. They're both Rothschild-owned corporations, period. The power of these two companies and also bloodline families, also the bloodline families are involved in them. The power of these two companies is beyond imagination. Not only do they own a large part of the stocks of almost every single New York Stock Exchange corporations and all other corporations, but the stocks of the investors in these companies, it gives them a complete monopoly. A Bloomberg report states that both these companies in the year 2028 together will have investments that will vastly exceed over $20 trillion. <coughs> Excuse me. That means they will literally own almost everything. Bloomberg calls BlackRock the fourth branch of government. Because it is the only private agency that closely works with central banks. <clears throat> there you go. They're tied to the Rothschild banking cartel. BlackRock lends money to central banks, but it's also the advisor. It also develops the software the central bank uses. This is all Rothschild money, guys. The international banking cartels. Many BlackRock employees were in the White House with Bush and Obama and Donald Trump. Its CEO, Larry Fink, 
can count on a warm welcome from leaders and politicians. They can literally walk into the White House unannounced and have a sit-down meeting with the president at any time they wish. Wow, think about that for a second. BlackRock itself is also owned by the shareholders. Who are these shareholders? Well, this is a strange conclusion. The biggest shareholder of BlackRock is Vanguard. <laughs> but that gets murky. Vanguard is a private corporation. We cannot see who the shareholders are. These are the bloodline families, primarily the Rothschild families who own the biggest share, and they're all Kabbalists at the highest level. In other words, they all engage in really weird stuff from the Kabbalah, which we've talked about many times on the show. The elite who own Vanguard don't like being in the spotlight, but of course they cannot hide from who's willing to dig. However, it's not easy to find these guys. 1% of the world together owns more money than the other 99% of the world. 82% of all money is basically earned by the 1%. In other words, these two investment companies, Vanguard and BlackRock, hold monopoly in all industries in the world, and they, in turn, are owned by the richest families in the world, some of whom are royalty and who have been very rich before the Industrial Revolution. These are the bloodline families. Now, then we have the COVID lie, and then we have the group of people that are pushing the COVID narrative with all these lockdowns, and so we have to ask ourselves, who sponsors the organizations with the press agency that produce our news? With Project Syndicate, which is also another really big thing for the news, we see Bill and Melinda Gates, another Rothschild cutout, and the Open Society Foundation with Soros, another Rothschild cutout, and the European Journalism Center, another Rothschild cutout. The organizations that bring the news get paid by nonprofit organizations of the same elite that also own the entire media, and it's also part of the taxpayer's money system used to pay them. It's like George Carlin. Remember a few months ago I read you what George Carlin said? It's a small club, and you ain't in it. That's exactly right. So when Lynn Forrester de Rothschild (laughs) wants the United States to be a one-party country like China and doesn't want voter ID laws passed in the United States so that more election fraud can be perpetrated to achieve the end, what does she do? Lynn Forrester de Rothschild then holds a conference, which she did. A conference call with the world's top 100 CEO and tells them to publicly decry as Jim Crow, Georgia's passing of an anti-corruption law, and she orders her dutiful CEOs who she controls through the two investment houses to boycott the state of Georgia, like we saw with Coca-Cola, Major League Best Baseball, and even Hollywood wannabe star Will Smith. In this conference call, we see the shades of the Great Reset, Agenda 2030, the New World Order. Now think about this for a second. The UN wants to make sure, as does Klaus Schwab, the front person for the Rothschilds, that by 2030, hunger and poverty and pollution and disease no longer plague the earth because they want us to be all locked into a robotic New World Order in which we're controlled by microchips. To achieve this, the United Nations wants taxes from Western countries to be split by the mega corporations of the elite to create a brand new society. For this project, the U.N. says we would need a world government, namely the United Nations, which is a Rothschild-controlled organization to run everything. That's how it's going to work. And it is clear this pandemic was orchestrated in order to bring this about. Now, you got to understand what they're doing. Why are we having so many people now on unemployment? Why are so many people being given money from the government? Why are so many businesses unable to hire people to try to run their businesses? Why are so many businesses filing bankruptcy? 
Well, because they're setting up the greatest economic crisis of all time. That's what they're trying to do. And unless this, this, this small handful of big corporations, they dominate every aspect of your lives. That may seem exaggerated, but it really is. From the breakfast we eat to the mattress we sleep on, everything where, everything we consume, it's all based on these corporations, all the major fuel companies, all the major gas companies, all the major manufacturing companies, all owned by these same guys. So we have to get a look at it. Look at the, let's look at the food industry. Let's just look at the food industry. Let's take PepsiCo as an example. It is the parent company of many soda companies and snack companies. The so-called competitive brands are from factories, you know, a few corporations who monopolize the entire industry. In the packaged food industry, here's what we have. We have Unilever, Coca-Cola, Mondelez, and Nestle. In the picture that we have being painted right now, this group basically controls everything as far as all packaged food. On sources like Yahoo Finance, we can see detailed company – we can see the detailed companies such as who are the biggest shareholders of Yahoo Finance. And we'll find it's PepsiCo again. And we'll see 72% of the stock is owned by no less than 3,000 institutional investors who are front people for the national banking, international banking cartels. Again, these are the investment companies, the investment funds, the insurance companies, the banks, in other cases, some governments. Who are the biggest institutional investors of PepsiCo? Well, you can see there's only like 10 investors who together own a third of the stock. The top 10 investors together amount to a value of $59 billion. But out of those 10, only three own more stock than the other seven. Let's remember them. Look at who owns the most stocks in Coca-Cola. The biggest lump of stock is, again, owned by the institutional investors. Let's look at the top 10 and start at the bottom six of them. Four of these institutional investors we saw at the bottom are what? A PepsiCo. They are Northern Trust, J.P. Morgan, Total Rothschild Organization, Chase, Rothschild Organization, Geode Capital Management, and Wellington Management. Now you look at the biggest four stock owners. They're BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. They're also the world's biggest investment firms. So PepsiCo and Coca-Cola, they're not competitors. They basically are owned by the same people. And that's what you have to understand. It's the same thing in big tech. It's the same thing in the, in the travel industry. It's all of it. Look at, let's take a look at the, the, the Skyscanner, Exopedia, and all these other things that are out there that people get bookings and airline bookings on and all that. The same big investors show up in every aspect of our trips, everything. Everything is owned by these same people, the same thing. Look what's going on with the mining companies. They're the same big investors we see everywhere. They're also big agricultural businesses on the entire food industry. They are bare. This, they own Bayer. They own the parent company, Monsanto, the biggest seed producer in the world. But they are also the shareholders of the big textile companies and even many popular fashion brands and clothes that you wear. And they control a lot of the same cotton and the same investors. So whether we're looking at the world's biggest solar panel companies or oil refineries or the stocks, they're all the same companies. They're all the Rothschild banking cartel and bloodline families. All of it is controlled through these guys. And once we understand that, then this show starts to make more sense. This show becomes like, wow, you guys are actually telling us what's going on. Well, yeah, I've been telling you for years and years and years. It's the international blood, international banking cartels and the bloodline families that run everything. You know, that's why when you see things like Bill and Melinda Gates and the Open Society Foundation and the George Soros mess, it's in the Clinton Foundation. It's all the same groups that own it all. It's all the international banking cartels. And see, you know, here's the thing. You know, Bill Gates wasn't a poor computer nerd who miraculously became rich. He's a Rothschild cutout. He was funded by the Rothschild Bank to run, guess what, the reverse engineered technology from Roswell. 
That's what he is. He was given the information of the money to do it. He's from a philanthropist family. They really weren't philanthropists except for what they wanted to promote, like abortion. He's His Microsoft is a corporation is owned by Vanguard. Here we go, BlackRock and Berkshire Hathaways. But the Gates Foundation, after BlackRock and Vanguard, is the biggest holder of Berkshire Hathaway. He's even a member of the board there. You know, so this is what we have to understand. It's all the same thing, including with the mainstream TV media, Amazon Prime, all of it, Netflix, all of it, everything, Time Warner, Walt Disney, Comcast, Fox Corporation, you know, Viacom, CBS. It's all the same stockholders. And so once we understand that, we realize that, hey, look, we basically are being completely and controlled, controlled. And this is why I started off. From the beginning of the show saying they hate the United States because of our pesky constitution. Our constitution gave us the right to be sovereign citizens. It gave us the right to be equal to these clouds, and they don't like this. They want us back into a feudal system. They want us back into a situation where they're super rich and they're super poor, and they also want us back down to 500 million people on the planet because there's too many of us. We become a pest to these guys, and they don't need that many people to try to control. That's the whole key we have to look at. This is something that we have to understand. It's always this group. It's this, this, this is the same group that did the same thing thousands of years ago after Noah. This is how they were founded. This is the benign D Nephilim. They say they tell you that's who they are. I told you that last week. They consider themselves to be another bloodline. That's who they think they are. They're Kabbalists. They practice the ancient Canaanite religious ceremonies with Baal and Moloch and Asherah. They constantly give people over to being sacrificed as human beings and the drinking of blood and adrenochrome. This is that group. The chairman and founder of the World Economic Foreman, Forum, Foreman, four of them, is Klaus Schwab. He's a full-blown Kabbalist, Swiss professor, and businessman. In his book, and I talked about this last week, The Great Reset, he writes about the plans of his organization. His, his words, the coronavirus is, according to him, a great opportunity to reset our societies. He calls it Build Back Better. The slogan is now on the lips of all global politicians in the world. He, wants, he goes on to say that our old society must switch to a new one, says Schwab. They want to basically integrate us with circuitry. The people own nothing but work for the state to have their primary needs met. I'm a big no on that one. The World Economic Forum says it's necessary for the consumption society that the elite force upon us is not sustainable anymore. And Schwab says in his book that we will never return to the old normal. Are you listening to me, friends? These guys run everything. Do you think the masks are going to go away? You think the coronavirus lockdowns are going to go away? You think these vaccines, this injection, these darnay DNA injection devices are going to go away? No. He tells you in his book that we will never return to the old normal. And that the World Economic Forum, they put out a video recently to make clear that by 2030, they said this on his own words. I read his transcript that we will own nothing, but we will be happy. That's because they will put some type of chip in us that will change our brains and change the way we think. This Great Reset is the New World Order. Now, you know, this all started back with Bush Sr. and Bill Clinton and Nelson Mandela and also famous philanthropists like Cecil Rhodes and David Rockefeller and Henry Kissinger and even George Soros. It's all because they're controlled by the same people. You think, well, this sounds nuts to me, Ted. What do we do about it? How can we get through this? And it's the same thing that I've told you guys over and over and over again, and I hate to be redundant about it. 
This is why they've come after white Christians. We had, how should I say this without being mean? At one point, which we don't anymore, we had one of the highest IQ scores in the world in the United States. They've dropped that down by 15 or 20 points now in the last 70 years by giving us fluoride and vaccines loaded with mercury, vaccines loaded with all kinds of other contaminants, including aluminum and squalene. And they've given us all kinds of drugs, including the opiates that they harvest out of Afghanistan. And they also give us all kinds of drugs like tricyclic antidepressant and serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And they give us sleeping pills that make your brain go to mush. You can't even remember what you did the day before, what you're going to do today, or, or anything else. They've drugged us down with pharmacia. The Bible says in the book of Revelations that these guys are all going to end up basically going to hell for that. And the reality – and other things. But the reality is, is that's how they've dumbed us down. They found out from the research that they did at Dachau. Remember, these same guys financed the concentration camps. Just a newsflash. They financed the research that was being done in the concentration camps. They financed Hitler, for heaven's sake. So he broke away in 1938, started printing his own currency. They financed everything. They, they, and then when they got the research from Dachau in 1945, they turned right around and saw that fluoride was being used by the Nazis to dumb people down and make them cerebral and fertile, and they turned right around and put it in our water supply in 1946 because they had to dumb down the United States of America. They figured if the United States of America had enough men, they could hit Omaha Beach and landing crafts and keep coming and coming and keep going and going. While half these guys were getting killed in some of these landing crafts. Sometimes all the people in one landing craft got killed. They opened up in front of a machine gun nest. They finally realized that this is not the group that they're going to be putting their boot on their neck and tell them to lick the boot. We're working to do that. So they had to find a way to dumb us down. They had to find a way with bisphenol A to make us like girls. They had to find a way to get our testosterone levels down. They had to find a way to make us submit and lick the boot. So they had to do it through pharmacia. They had to do it through drugs. They had to. And then this same group now is saying that we've got to put transgenders in the military We've got to tell little boys they're little girls, the little girls are little boys, and all the vice versa. We have to let full-grown men use the bathroom with our little girls because their god is an hermaphrodite, a snake in a tree called Einsoft. I've told you this stuff for years, and people say, oh, it sounds, sounds crazy to me. It sounds crazy to me, too. But, guys, look where we are. Look where we are. We're having to pass legislation not to get killed in your car by roving gangs of people and mobs in Florida that allow you to drive through them so they can't beat you and break your windows out and stab you, rape you, kill you, and do whatever they want to do to you. What the heck? Have we found ourselves in this situation? It's because this same group, this Kabbalist group, practicing the ancient black arts of all the sick stuff they're involved with, who do you think ran Jeffrey Epstein's organization? Why was there an altar on his island? Was there a sacrificial stone in his altar, in his in his temple he had there? Were they sacrificing these children they were raping? More and more evidence is coming out from Ghislaine Maxwell that, that 12 years old was the best time to bring these girls to these politicians to videotape. They had to be 12. Was it Jeffrey Epstein had a, a couple of twins? They were 10 or 12 years old. He brought him from France, have his way with him for the entire weekend for his 50th birthday. That's the kind of people we talk about here. Now, guys, you listen to me for a second. This is so important. You say, and I've said in the past, and many of you have said this and continue to say it. I get it. I get it. Well, I don't understand why people do stuff like that. I would never do something like that. And, and I'm, I'm like you, too. I completely and totally agree with you. I would never do something like that. These guys, these guys are sickos. But you got to understand something. They don't have any empathy. 
they consider themselves to be the progeny of Lucifer himself. They consider themselves to be the bloodline of the Benindi Elohim. They consider themselves to be the very – they consider themselves to be little gods, G-O-D-S, little gods who have created us by their very words. They speak through Kabbalah and all of the different planets in the universe through having sex with their doggone snake god. This is the sickest stuff you've ever heard about, but this is what they believe. And you think, well, this is nuts. Well, this is the only thing, guys, that ties it all together. That's it. You can try to all the other pieces of this puzzle. This is the cult that runs the world. This is the, this is the, these are these guys. And remember this. And I told this to a friend of mine yesterday. I said to him, I said, you got to understand something, bud. I said, Jeffrey Epstein was Mossad. He goes, well, yeah, I know that. I said, well, you, do you understand what that means? Mossad is the secret service for Israel. It's like, the, it's like our CIA. So if a person who is working for the CIA here in the United States – they're working for our federal government. He goes, well, yeah, that's right. I said, dude, I said, if they're working for the Mossad in Israel, they're working for Israel as a member because that's, that's who runs it. You know, Benjamin Netanyahu, I'm sure, is barking orders all the time now to Kamala Harris's husband to tell him what to tell Kamala to tell her what to do as far as organiza- organizations and, and doing all the other stuff and how to control things, the you know, different organizations that run the federal government, the deep state. All of this stuff is happening right now as we speak to bring us under Noahide laws. This is what they want. And the Noahide laws is primarily for one thing, and I mentioned I started a second ago, to get rid of Christians. Because under Noahide laws, they tell you that if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, that you're practicing idolatry, and it's basically you could be beheaded or killed with that. That's what they want. Because Christianity was the only hope that human beings had on this planet to stand against this incredibly powerful, satanic, off-world presence that is running the country and the world right now. The United States, even though it was founded under Masonic terms, there were so many Christians in it, they could never quite get it right to line it all up with the Masonic beliefs, though they did try that. And there's some Masonic groups that are still very, very powerful, but that was taken over in most cases now by the Council on Foreign Relations, though the Masonic Lodges still carry a lot of power in a lot of areas. This is what we have to remember. The Masonic Lodges are based out of the Kabbalah, too. All of this stuff is tied together to this same cult that runs the planet, including the bloodline families. And this is why we have to stand against it. So when you understand who Jesus was and how when you accept him as your Lord and your Savior, and you suddenly go into covenant with the Most High God, suddenly they have no authority and no power over you. That's why Jesus said, Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? It has no authority over you any longer. Why? Because you have the ability to stand with the Most High God. These guys don't make anything. They can't create life. They have no ability to do that. Lucifer's never developed anything. All he does is come to rob, kill, steal, and destroy and start messing around with people's DNA. That's what he wants to do. That's all he cares about. That's why he's giving you RNA injections. If they had the ability, they would start a whole new species for themselves and kill everybody on the planet. They can't create life. They can only take what God created and change it and just mess it up. And that's all they care about. Guys, so when you understand that, you understand the people I say. So yesterday, my, my, same, my same friend and I were talking we were over the air show yesterday over at Sun and Fun, and, and his wife asked me, well, what, what do you have to do? What do you, what's, the, what's the hope here? I said, the hope's in Jesus Christ. It's in serving the great I am. They were Christians, you know, and they were like, that's right. That's right. See, if we don't have that in our lives, we're basically hosed. Let me be honest with you. I would be so upset if I didn't have Jesus Christ 
as my Lord and my Savior. Why? Because there's no hope. And that's why they're trying to get rid of the Christians. This is why they're trying to get rid of the white people. This is why they're trying to basically get rid of all of the alpha males. This is why they're trying their best to force you to force you to take vaccines and do all this stuff. Why? Because they want to change you. They want to make you into something else. You know, and, and this is the thing. Most people want to pretend like none of this is going on. I mean, most people simply don't know what's going on. Why? Because screening out unpleasant, unwanted realities has become the norm. It's normalcy bias. And this is what most populations do now. And what we have given to us via the media is a constant stream of carefully crafted power structure propaganda that's being used to polarize and divide every one of us, including Christians against Christians. There's been literally an epidemic of voluntary blindness is being caused by the God of this age blinding the hearts of the minds of the unbeliever and the believer in some cases. You know, in, in other parts of the world, like you get some countries in Africa or in the Middle East, people are increasingly engaged in a daily fight for survival. They can't deny what's going on. It's not an option. And people are running around shooting at them with AK-47s. And yet we want to continue to pretend like this stuff isn't happening in the United States. You can look above you and see it. Look at the global, global climate engineering operations. This is the jewel of the military-industrial complex as they load the air with aluminum and barium, killing all of the crops and all the orange trees here in Florida in the last 20 years. You know, But nobody wants to talk about it. No matter how blatant, how obvious it is with geoengineering operations, you can see them. The official denial of the climate engineering reality is that all is necessary to compel public apathy towards the most critical threat. You know, this is where we are. Look at this mess with this constantly expanding and escalating COVID-19 scenario. It's to basically to make us not look at whatever else is going on. And guys, it's so important that we keep our eyes open, that we take our blinders off, that we keep our hearts and minds in Christ. But this morning on this show, I want to talk, talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about BlackRock and Vanguard and all of these Rothschild-linked corporations and bloodline family corporations that control every aspect of your life. They're the ones that put the filth on the TV. They're the ones that sacrifice human beings. They are the ones at the highest levels with, the, with, the, with their satanic priests and witches. I mean, we had that one, that one guy come out just a few years ago. His, I think his name was Bernard. He came out, he was in, the, in a giant banking house in Europe. And he said the next level to go higher for him was he had to participate in a human sacrifice. He said he wouldn't do it. He came forward and told everybody what they were doing. But they didn't even shut him up. You know, they, they didn't take his stuff offline. Why? Because they don't care. At this point, they become so brazen and so blatant, they think it's okay. I mean, they think it's okay that we have witches everywhere. They like that. They like the fact that, oh, we can call a witch or a wicked. We can do this. They like it okay that people put satanic imagery via tattoos all over their bodies, and they like that too. They like all of this stuff. Why? Because it's what they want you to do. They like the fact that you can't go anywhere without people using filthy, filthy language all the time, all the time. I mean just – I mean filthy language. They don't care if, if they're saying it in front of women. Hey, women use it a lot of times more than guys do. You think, why do they do that? It's that reprobate mind status that God talks about in the New Testament. They're, they're given over to this stuff because they basically want to be like that, not understanding that they're destroying the very fabric of their own soul and their own thought process and their own mind by doing it. They continue to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into sin. That's why, guys, if you're around people that are using bad language, don't use bad language. Just don't do it. 
talk to them about Jesus. I've learned really very quickly. You start talking about Jesus, the people that are cussing and using filthy language, the conversation gets real short real fast. <laughs> they don't want to be around you. Why? Because what does light have in common with darkness? How can fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Now you're saying to me, Ted, are you telling me that you never use a bad word? Absolutely not. Sometimes I'll say a bad word. But it's not my primary conversation with somebody. It's not my primary vocabulary. Sometimes I get so fed up with it, I just have to say a bad word, I guess. I don't know. To back some, when I start talking about what these people do, it really angers me. But I try not to do it. See, that's all God asks. He asks that we try to do what's right in his eyes. You know, grace is sufficient for us, guys. Christ was perfect. We're not. God is perfect. We're not. Okay? He gives us Jesus to allow us to be the righteousness of God through Christ. Does that, does that mean we should continue to willfully sin so that we may receive more grace? The Bible says by no means should we do that. We've died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? We've got to do the best we possibly can, and then God will do the rest. That's all we can do. But, guys, we've got to realize we have got to turn off the Zionist TV. We have got to turn off the Christian Zionist TV. We've got to turn all of this stuff off. It's not okay. It's not okay. We've got to stay in our Bible. We have to read the Word of God. We have to understand what the Word of God means. That's what we have to do as Christians. We have to love one another, support one another, help one another. And that's what I also said at the beginning of the show. You know, we have to continue to support local businesses. Why? Because the Walmarts of this world that are also controlled through the Van Rock, Vanguard and BlackRock funds, they do whatever they're told to do by their corporate handlers. That's why they want to get all the mom-and-pop businesses gone. Why? Because it gives us too much sovereignty. It gives us too much control. It gives us too much ability not to have to deal with their food that they're giving you. It lets you do what you need to do from a retirement standpoint. They don't like that. They hate that. They don't want you to be doing that. They want you to be completely dependent on them like the serfs were in the feudal kingdoms a thousand years ago in which everybody had to give a percentage of whatever they made to the lord of the land. Why? Because that was keeping them all in bondage and in slavery. That's what they want. That's like I said at the beginning of this, this little rant that I'm doing right now. When we allow a group of people to come in and put the boot down on us like they have in the United States with this coronavirus and Fauci, oh, I can say so much stuff about Fauci. Look at him. Look at him. Look at his face. Look at his features. The guy looks like a weasel. I mean, unbelievable. What is his bloodline? What's his real bloodline? Is he one of these Kabbalist Luciferians? I don't know. All I know is he is a puppet. A puppet for the New World Order to lock us down. A never-ending goalpost. A never, ever telling you any percentage of what we need to have in order to open up the United States again. I'm not 100% sure with Governor DeSantis. He's pushing vaccines like crazy down here. But I do know one thing. Other than the vaccine push he's doing, I'm very, very pleased that I live in the state of Florida. I'm very, very pleased that I have my good friend, Grady Judd, as sheriff of Polk County. He's a righteous man. He has a Bible on his desk. Goes to our church. That's what we have to have. We have to have people in positions of power who do us right in God's eyes. And if we do that, we can change it all. That's why I always say to you guys, go to the local meetings. Austin tells you the same thing. Go to the local school board meetings. We're going to do that this week. Go and do what you need to do in order to try to fix the mistakes at your local city and county level. Don't allow these guys at the top to pull the strings all the way down. You can't even get people in the state of Florida, the Grove owners. Okay, to talk about aluminum in the soil. 
It's a non, it's a non-topic or bury them in the soil and how it kills the feeder roots of orange trees. You can't, you can't get them to even discuss it. They won't even, they won't even bring it up. They, they look at you kind of like a calf in a new gate. Why? Because they're not being given that information. Why? Because they don't want people to know what's going on. Why? Because they don't want people to realize what the chemtrails are doing. Because they don't want you to know that. In fact, I used to be able to use different gas chromatograph laboratories around the country in order to get results for the rainwater that we have that's filled with aluminum and barium. Most of those big laboratories now have been bought up, bought up, bought up, bought up, and they won't even give you accurate results anymore. Why? Because they don't want you to know the truth of what they're doing to you. Guys, it's so important to keep your hearts and minds on Christ. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He came here to deliver us from the evil one, and through him we have the power to stand against all of this stuff. Because, guys, what, what happens if they kill us, which they could do that, on this earthly plane? It doesn't make any difference. We still have victory in Jesus. We get to spend all of eternity with the great I am with Christ. That's the hope and glory that we have. We have to have hope, and that's why they want to take that hope away from us because a person is hopeless. They've seen this. This is one of the Marx ideology things that they were also Kabbalists, by the way. This is one of the things that they learn is if you put a person in a torturous situation long enough, you take their hope away. That's what they're doing with the masks. That's what they're doing with the close downs. That's what they're doing with the anti-travel. That's what they're doing by keeping you at home. People have lost hope. That's why suicide has gone through the roof because they didn't have hope in Christ to start with. They don't see something greater on the other side. So always remember, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. For he is the answer. He is the perfecter. He is the author of our faith. And through him, we can do all things. And he has come to deliver us from all this. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're, you nailed it on the head. And one thing that I wanted to address real quick, and this is why I've been so adamant about telling people to turn off the television, especially the mainstream news outlet, especially a lot of these news shows. If you've noticed... And Dad and I have brought this up repeatedly. Over the last, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 years, and especially the last 10 years, movies in most cases have become complete propaganda pieces, the mainstream ones. Now, you have some independent films, some off ones that actually are pretty interesting, but majority of them always have this underlying position they're constantly trying to push on a regular basis. Well, once you do the research, you find out that the CIA is involved in everything from the mainstream media to Hollywood to all the way down the line to TV shows like Dad mentioned earlier, Netflix. The simple answer goes back to showing you exactly what we've seen repeatedly in the mainstream media about the lies. For example, the Russian bounty story last June. Remember where the New York Times reported that Russia was paying Taliban-linked fighters to kill U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Now, nobody came out at the time and said it was actually a CIA claim. The media outlets just heard it, ran with it, and said no questions asked. Now, we found later on that it was a complete and total lie. It was a blatant CIA psyop that had no realm of truth whatsoever. And everybody goes, oh, well, whoops, sorry. Now, of course, the Russian bounties narrative had already been discredited, and with no evidence at all to surface the allegations, did that stop? The other outlets, did that make them come back as your attraction? No. It was like the same thing that happened, you remember, two years ago when ABC and multiple other ones basically covered the same thing. And they showed footage of an intense, intense 
firefight with tracers, all kinds of machine gun fire. And they said, this is basically the assault on the Syrian population. We don't know what to do right now. This is such a horrible invasion that's going on. And then later on, come to find out, there was no invasion that was happening against civilian populace. It was a pre-recorded footage that happened at the Knob Creek machine gun shootout back in 2017. And they used the footage and basically dubbed their own commentary and their own text over it. It was a complete and total lie. And yet, then they come out and go, oh, well, that was an, that was an accident. Uh, we got the wrong, we got the footage mixed up. No, they didn't. You get the footage mixed up. You didn't accidentally pull machine gun shootout footage from Knob Creek annual machine gun shootout and accidentally mix it up with a Syrian invasion. You didn't accidentally do that. They didn't expect to get busted. And this is exactly what they do. The CIA runs everything. Now you have every single time there's a shooting about anything now, it's back on the mainstream media. They're now saying, oh, we've had multiple shootings in Texas now over the weekend. No, they didn't. There was one reported shooting in Texas, and three people got shot. And it was basically a domestic dispute that had gone on repeatedly with multiple police, basically, cases dealing with this domestic disturbance, and it ended up in a shooting. Now, does that make it less horrible? No, it does. That's a horrible incident. But they try to play it off as this mass shooting because three people got shot. Now... You have bobblehead Fauci who can't even come up with a legitimate answer and when the endless max mandates and endless lockdowns are going to stop because I've told you before, they have no intent on making them stop. The guy flip-flops left and right intentionally to confuse the narrative, to keep people constantly going for that carrot on a stick. Now CNN has him on yesterday to discuss his opinion on gun control and gun violence as a public health issue in the United States. I kid you not. This guy is such a sociopath narcissist. He cannot turn down any camera that he can get on. And so now the man that cannot literally even figure out anything, the leading health expert in the United States, can't even figure out what to do as far as with masks and lockdowns, intentionally, I might add, now he's being asked about gun violence as a public health issue. You can't make up this. And it reminds me exactly what I said on the show on Friday with what Shakespeare used to say. Basically, the world is a stage. We're simply just watching a play. That's all this has turned into now. It's a facade. It's a play. It's just a rehearsed play they continue to play the same one over and over and over again and they put different clothes on the actors they put different makeup on the actors and they tell us it's a different play it's a new play it's something different it's not it's the exact same thing every single time that's why when you see this coming out about the shots and you see all these people dropping dead left and right and i talked to another one of my good friends she's pregnant right now she was stopped by over on saturdays we had a little birthday party for hunter And she's finally starting to wake up about shots. And she said, the thing that really woke me up, she goes, is once I figured out what's going on with these COVID shots, you can't, you can't discredit what's happening right now. You know, this isn't something that you can just sit back and say, okay, this obviously has nothing related. There's something going on. And she goes, when I realized the same people pushing the COVID shots are the same people pushing the CDC vaccines, the same pharmaceutical companies that are trying to get these shots mandated in these little children. She goes, 
it made me realize this whole thing's a complete and total lie. And she goes, we had one of the guys that basically we work with at our job. She works at a big company out in Tampa. And he got the shot. Like three days later, dropped dead of a massive heart attack. And, of course, the doctor said, oh, it's completely unrelated. You know, he's only he's only 45 years old. He's in decent shape, but it doesn't matter. It was totally unrelated. And I told her, I said, this is what is going on. I said, they're making sure, and this is the same thing that I was confirmed with my uh, my doctor friend, who's a good listener and a good customer out in Missouri. I actually talked to him on Friday as well. He confirmed this repeatedly, and numerous other people have. They are required to monitor them 20 minutes after the injection. That is it. After 20 minutes, nothing related to the shot. Nothing, no side effect is related to the shot anymore. It doesn't matter what happens. They don't have to put anything down. Then I told her, I said, that's exactly why they're doing this. They know what is going to happen right after in the next coming days, next coming weeks, and if not next coming years. And you cannot sit there and discount gene editing therapy and say that it is something that's totally fine, totally cool. We're just going to take it blindly, even though we've had, I think, over 120-something million people get injected, like 37% of the populace. This is where they're taking it. This is what they're trying to promote. And you have the same thing like New York Times. You remember, they came out a couple weeks ago, and they basically said the white evangelical resistance is the obstacle in the vaccination effort. I told you guys about this. They went on to say essentially that the white evangelical adults are the main ones that we're not getting – because we're not getting through this COVID pandemic is because the 41 million roughly white evangelical adults don't want to get a COVID shot. So that's going to string out the COVID longer and longer. Complete and total lie. Complete and total lie. Again, the CIA runs the media. Look exactly what Dad said. He was spot on. Look who owns these media companies. This is why you have heard me absolutely blast Fox for years. Disney owns Fox. I mean, come on, guys. Let's be awake here. Fox News is nothing more than another propaganda arm that spins the narrative slightly in the favor to keep the conservatives right on the edge of saying, oh, you know, Fox, Fox News has Tucker Carlson on it. It's got to be conservative. Guys, Tucker Carlson reads a script. You can watch his eyes. It's a teleprompter. He reads whatever they put on there. Granted, is some of the stuff he says truth? Absolutely. But that's the same thing that they do with PSYOPs. They give about 60 to 70 to 80% truth, and then they drop in 10 to 20 to 30% disinformation to confuse you and to sway you into their opinion to focus on what they want you to focus about. That is what the mainstream media is about. Not just telling you what to think, it's telling you what to think about. It's like that movie that came out years ago called Inception. It's a weird film, but there's a couple concepts they have in that film. And he makes a comment in that movie, and he says, an idea is like a seed if you can plant it in somebody's head. If you can plant it, it will grow, and it will change into something that you want it to change into without them ever realizing that your idea you implanted into them is what driving their actions and their mindset. It's exactly what they do. They plant little seeds, and they make you question things. They make you look at things slightly different, and then they continue to water those seeds of disinformation over and over and over again with the mainstream media. 
Get off the mainstream media. There's nothing positive about it whatsoever. It's all lies controlled by the CIA. Thank you again for being awake. Thank you for being our listeners. I get a lot of positive emails. Appreciate the support. And as Dad said, thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for supporting small businesses. Companies like ours and Hagman and other ones that are standing their ground, we're the only ones that are going to be able to make a difference. They continue to do this. And I mean that sincerely. I'm not bragging. People have to start waking up and standing up for their rights, whether it's through your business, whether it's through your job, whether it's through the support of who you give money to through businesses, whether it's walking into a place and saying no. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm refusing to comply with this. This is not a law. This is a suggestion or a mandate, which is not a law. Congress passed laws. Congress has not passed a mask law. Understand that. Thank you again for supporting Health Masters. If you need anything, healthmasters.com, the product of the week. If you guys have seen it already, the thyroid support, incredibly good for hyper-hypothyroidism. Really helps out with burning body fat. Really helps keep the thyroid healthy and strong. So be sure to check that out on sale for 12% off right now. Thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.